fuck. Okay, so this is a crucial part of your story because there's all this history and everything with Judge and how how impactful and powerful this these records you made were. Um, and then you go back to New Jersey, and then that's it. Then the Mike Judge is fucking gone. And then all of a sudden we hear about the Mike Judge and, and Beavis and Butthead as a TV show. Nobody hears about the, the original Mike Judge anymore. You're like off the grid. Um, so what do you, what do you, what's the first thing you do? Just go look for a regular job. Like, do you know what you're going to do with your life at that point? No. So I get, so I go home, right? I fucking hang out for like a week. And, uh, I honestly start missing like the fucking camaraderie of like being in the van. And yes. It's just like us against the world. I start yep. missing that. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, that longing for the family, and then I hear, a, yeah, I hear a fucking, I hear a motorcycle pull down my driveway, and it's Todd, and he's he just got a bike, and he goes, because I hadn't seen him since the tour either, and this was like a couple weeks later, and he's like, come on outside, let's go for a ride, so uh, wow, went outside, got on my bike, and we just started riding, and we just rode for hours, dude, and I like. Film that was it. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I wound up fucking joining a motorcycle club. <laughs> so had you never rode motorcycles before, dirt bikes and all that shit? It wasn't your thing at all? You never thought about being on motorcycles or? I rode motorcycles my whole life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've already been doing that already, but never thought about like, yeah. getting a Harley and shit like that. Um, so, so you start riding motorcycles with Todd and then you enter, uh, a bike club is what they call them, I think. Um, yeah. and, and that's how long you in that for? Uh, probably three, four years. Three, four, and you know, so, I, so you're not even thinking about music. Um, dude, I'm not even thinking about music. That whole everything, everything, everything that you guys did in the 90s. Went right by me. I know. Didn't pay <laughs> did not pay. Didn't pay attention to any of it. It's kind of hard. It's kind of like, cool. You're off the grid because, like, where is my judge? So, what about Old Smoke? When did that come out? Like, how? What? Wh when did that come out? I just like I was always like listening to like Neil Young on tour and stuff. Like yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, yeah. His lyrics were like, yeah, you know, they did something for me. Like they, they calmed me down after sex and shit. Yeah. And I just started playing that kind of stuff. Wow. So Todd how soon, me how soon after? How soon after Judge? Like a year, a couple months. You like Jones and start playing. You started playing, and I don't even remember. Yeah, uh, yeah it was probably yeah. it was probably like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I wasn't I was like it was more to fucking hang out, like reasons to hang out with like Todd and a yeah. couple other guys. You know, I like had no idea what other people were playing, like what kind of music people were playing. Like I missed all that shit. I didn't listen to music. I didn't fucking watch MTV. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about what was cool. What wasn't cool. I, love that. I listened to, I, love that. I listened to Neil Young, Towns Van Zandt and fucking Leonard Cohen. That's, that's who I listened so to. So you weren't listening to and, hardcore no more. You was totally off that whole world. Just. Like, yeah. Wow. I was, I was, I was out. I was out. Cause, uh, it just broke my spirit. That whole thing. We still living. We still living the straight edge lifestyle during that time. Yeah. 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 Um. 
So, because when Old Smoke came out, it was like out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you hear about this record that came out because you're totally off the grid, and then all of a sudden, this record comes out. Um, I think it bugged people out because they didn't know what was going. You know what I mean? Like it's just all of a sudden, I think it was a record from Mike Judge. I was like, what? It was just crazy. Yeah, because we were we were fucking like I was. We were like hanging out and playing like a lot of acoustic guitar and shit, yeah. like shit like that. And then Todd had this job in uh, New York on the in the in the uh, meatpacking district, right? And it was like he worked at this abatement place, and uh, so in the back of this warehouse, this dude. I don't know if you know him, Richie Havens. He played in Woodstock and shit. Yeah, I never heard the name. Yeah, he owned a studio yeah. back there. Okay. So he owned a he owned a studio back there in back of this abatement warehouse. Okay. So Todd invited me over there and introduced me like Richie Havens, and then Richie Havens uh, had this sound man named Dennis. He was like he did sound at like Woodstock and shit, and me and Dennis were just talking about all kinds of shit. And uh, Richie had just bought like all the old uh, electric Ladyland equipment, oh, like Jimmy Hendrix wow. old stuff. Yeah. So we were just like having a blast, like plugging guitars into different amps and shit, just playing. And then he wound up fucking recording it. Oh, shit. so it was never like, it was never like really like, let's do this. Let's make a band or anything like that. We just got guys who were hanging around to play. It was like a jam session. And just puts it together. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, what, what year did that come out? I don't even know. Was that like '93, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you, so now you're now you're a biker. You got long hair. You got the beard, and you did old smoke. And like now you live in this total total different chapter of your life, right? Um, hardcore's happening in the '90s. Shit's getting crazy in New York. It's getting violent. There's different bands coming. Different bands are breaking up. Different bands are going like a metal route. Um, you're not paying attention to any of that shit. There's no there's no internet. There's no social media. There's no, you're not watching MTV. Like, yeah, I have no, I have no clue this is all happening. Except I had one friend, this dude, uh, Mike, called him Mosh. And uh, he's <laughs> like an old friend. He's like an old friend of mine from, you know, school. Okay. And, you know, I... Mike Mosh. I gave, yeah, I gave him my first Judge record. Okay. You know, and he got into it when he was like a little kid. So I didn't know it, but he kept with it and wound up being part of the New York scene. Okay. So I wound up hooking up with him again. I see him around town and he tells me like, he's seen so-and-so and so-and-so says, what's up? Gotcha. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. And then, so every, like every month he would stop by and say, yeah, I went to this show. This guy says, what's up? Went to this show, you know? So I'm getting like little, little bits of, yeah. of things, Yeah. but nothing to like, where I'm just like, oh, let me give those guys a call. You know, like yeah. at this point, I feel like so much time has gone by that I don't even know if they would remember me or want yeah. to hear from me. You know, because a lot of life had happened at this point. Like, yeah, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't there for any of it for them. You know, like, yeah. so you know, maybe they don't want to hear from me. So I'm not going to interject myself and. uh so I'm just, it's just going on like that. He would stop by and say, so-and-so said, what's up? So-and-so, what's up? Gotcha. And, um, and that goes on for like fucking years. Do you remember, years. you remember when you first heard that rabies passed away in like 97? 
What's that? Do you remember hearing about rabies passing away? Like somebody got that message to you when that happened? Uh, I don't think I knew it when it happened, but yeah. I did hear. I did hear. It. Yeah, I did hear. It. I remember. I remember hearing Frenchie was the first one who like. Pat, yeah. When he fucking died, I was like, wow, because Frenchie was like an old friend, and of course Ray. But I mean, we were losing. We were losing people back then. You know. Yeah, I remember Chuck so. Lyle too. Like that was in the nineties too. Um, so you, you you were getting snippets of things. You'd hear about different things, and you had no contact with Purcell and nobody from the bands, right? Nobody. Wow. And you want to know? And, and dude, like I remember the first time someone said mentioned like pop punk to me. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that? What do you mean pop punk?" They're like, "You know, like you know, pop punk." I'm like, "No, what's pop punk?" <laughs> They like start naming off these bands, you know, because like, punk rock is blowing up. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you're off the grid. He's like, and punk rock's going like, mainstream. <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, turn on a TV or something. Just it, you're missing it. I'm like, I'm missing what? Pop punk. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about pop punk. Oh my god, dude. So, were you staying out of trouble in your in your new life? You're on a good path. Uh, no. I was, no, I was getting into fucking. I was getting into fucking major. I was yeah. getting into major fucking. It was, okay. Yeah, it was like it was an outlaw motorcycle club in the Bronx. Yeah. So oh shit. Okay. We were, we were, we were up to no good. So. Okay. So so you're escaping. You had a crazy life growing up, going to shows, experiencing violence, going living on going on your own, pretty much raising yourself, going to the city, getting involved in the hardcore scene. Um, Getting to the straight edge and the, and youth of today and the positive shit touring still have this inner rage to get out. Seeing the shit happening during youth of today, you want to stand up for them and speak up and get in like, and fuck people up who are talking shit and being passive aggressive. And then you go back, you you're done with youth of today. You make this incredible judge records. You get all your anger out, these lyrics and all this shit. And a lot of shit gets taken literally, and some of it gets misconstrued. And you go on tour, and then then more violence is happening at the shows. Then you like fucking over it, and then you go disappear off the grid. Then you join a biker club, and then, you know, more violence ensues in your life, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that in a nutshell. It's like <laughs> a roller coaster a and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's like a roller coaster. It's like a roller coaster with only the scary parts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then you're in this club for a couple of years. That's crazy. And then the, the old smoke comes out. Um and then this, we're going to fast, so we fast forward now to, fuck, so, see, so I moved to New York in 88, and you were just, you were just done with fucking hardcore, like 80, 88, 89, you were like, I'm out. So that's probably why I didn't meet you, yeah. like our time frame was I just, off, you I know, just, like. Yeah, I just missed you, dude. <laughs> you just missed me. Because, okay, so I was I, fucking, I, <laughs> you, you were me. fucking, you were like fucking northbound, and I was southbound, and that fucking Lincoln Colonel, man. <laughs> it's true. And so what's crazy is that once we became friends, you would t like uh, once you started getting back in the mix, I think you started looking at YouTube and checking out all these different bands, and we started communicating about you asking me questions about different groups and this and that. So I remember the first time seeing you fast forward at the B and B Bowl where Gorilla Biscuits were playing, and everybody said Mike Judge was coming, Mike Judge was coming. It was like the urban legend, the myth that Mike Judge is going to be here. Nobody seen him in like thirty million years. And then I look over and I see you in the balcony. I think I said hi to you or something because I knew it was you just respect, obviously. But I remember seeing you there and you watching. And I see if you gave this big shout out. And like that was kind of the beginning of like 
you were slowly coming back into the mix, correct? Uh, yeah, kind of. It started. It actually started before that. Like How the did first get you thing there? That ha- yeah, like who contacted the, you? The first, the first thing that happened. The first, the first thing that ever happened was uh, I was I was in the Bronx, uh, hanging out, and I get a phone call from an, an old friend. His name's Tavi. Yeah. And uh, so Tavi's like. What's going on, dude? I got a big favor. And I'm like, what's up? And he goes, a good friend of mine named Ezek is recording a record of cover songs. Oh, wow. And he wants to do The Storm. Would you be into singing on it? And I was like, no, like no one had ever asked me that in fucking, I don't even know how many years. Yeah, now. that's crazy. But Tavi, Tavi's my heart. I love Tavi. Yeah. So for him, I would do anything. So if you want me to do it, brother, I'll do it. Yeah. Turns out that they had already recorded all the songs and everything was broken down and it would cost too much to reset everything up. So I wound up not doing it. Okay. So that was the, that was the beginning. Okay. And then I don't know how much longer, but Tavi calls me up again and goes, dude, I have the, I have these other friends. They got a radio show in New York. Um, so you think you'd want to come in and be on it. They just want to talk to you about old New York and shit. And it was like cousin Joe yeah, and, uh, Busky and Lawrence and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, we, I worked it out with Tavi, like, you know, what, what it was going to be about. And it was just going to be about talking about old New York and stuff like that. Totally. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll do it. So, um, I fucking do that and it's, it's fucking pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And I'm fucking, I'm kind of like blown away. Like how many people are hanging out and it's like, it's on first Avenue and shit. Yeah. And I'm like looking around, like, I remember like running from rosters on this fucking block, you know, like <laughs> this, I was like getting all these like fucking crazy memories. And, uh, yeah. So when it's over, I go home and it's fucking, I just put it away. Yeah. And then, uh, so my buddy calls me up a while later. My buddy calls me up that dude, Mosh, right? Yeah. And he goes, dude, you got to do me a big, big, big favor. <laughs> I'll never favors. ask you for another favor, but you just got to do me this one favor. So I was like, what's up? And he's like, sick of it all is playing in New York. Fucking show is sold out, and I need to get in. Can you please get me in? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know how to get somebody into a gig. And he's like, Are you kidding? Those guys would do anything. Just fucking call them. I'm like, I don't even know who to fucking call, dude. Oh my god. And uh, he's like, please, just try for me, please, please, please. So he's begging. So I'm like, uh, I'll see what I can do. So I fucking, I'm fucking sit, and I'm looking at my fucking phone. I'm rolling through it, and then I see fucking Anthony Civarelli. Mm. So I'm like, I wonder if Siv still is part of that whole thing. If he still talks to anybody and shit, let me give him a call. It's been like fucking, I don't know how many fucking years, like 30 years. Holy shit. So I, so I call Siv and you know, he's like, hello. And I'm like, Hey, this is a uh, Mike. He's being a band called judge. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, Mike judge. And I'm like, 
yeah. I was like, is this fucking Anthony Cinderella? He's like, yeah. So we start talking and shit. Wow. And uh, so he's like, I don't, he's like, of all reasons, why did you fucking call? I said, I need to get a friend of mine into the Sick of It All show this weekend. And so he just fucking starts laughing. Oh my and uh, so he goes, he goes, I'll call you right back. So Steve calls me back and he says, you know, I got your friend in, but you got to do me a favor. You got to come to see us play the black and blue this year. And so that's how it happened. Holy shit. To get my buddy into the show, I, I promised him that I would come see Gorilla Biscuits play black and blue. So, so now I'm, now I'm going to see Gorilla Biscuits and I'm, you know, I, I played like one of the early hardcore, uh, Super Bowl of hardcore. Yeah. So I'm kind of stoked about it and shit. Yeah, do, were you nervous? Anxiety? Were you nervous? Like you're, you're coming, it's like you're coming out of the, the woods to go to the city, to this hardcore show. You know what, what anything's like, what, was there any kind of skepticism? Yeah, I just, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't have any anxiety because I just didn't think it was big. Totally. I just thought it was the way, I just thought it was the way I left it. Okay. The, the cute little fucking scene that I left. Yeah. And, um, and that's, but like now I'm married and stuff, right? Yeah. Hold on. yeah. So, yeah. So my wife is like, uh, she's like, who are these guys? I'm like, guys, friends, friends I used to travel around with. And she's like, well, what do you mean travel around with? I'm like, yeah, we had bands and we used to travel, travel around the fucking country and play. She's like, you were in a band that played. I'm like, yeah, no big deal. She She's never like, well, knew, she never knew about band? Judge? No. no oh no. my God, dude. So she's like, what's the name of your band? And so I tell her it's this band called Judge. And uh, I did, didn't use my real name. I went under the name Mike Judge. And so she calls me from work and she's like, what the fuck? You know, I Googled it and the, the first thing that came up was like the Judge video. Holy and shit. And then uh, she's like, what the fuck? You know, why wouldn't you tell me something like this? I'm like, I didn't think anybody would want to know. You know, I was like, didn't even think about it. You know, that is crazy. And she's like, so she she comes when when she comes home from work, she was like googling all this different judge shit, and she's like, holy shit, like that's a major part of your whole fucking life that you never even mentioned. I'm like, yeah. Well, how long you heard together at that 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 at that moment? How long you guys together for? Uh seven eight nine years wow man a whole different life she knew nothing about it's crazy yeah so she's like and she's and she's like into like heavier music and shit she's always talking about stuff like that never nothing nothing like punk rock or anything or hardcore but like heavier bands and shit and um so it's funny is now we're waiting to fucking go to this gig right and i'm, I'm telling her it's my friends fucking they're in a band called Gorilla Biscuits. We travel around the country a lot together and shit. And then I fucking keep hearing that this, that fucking song. I can't wait one minute more. Oh, yeah. Fucking song. It's on a commercial and shit. Yeah. And she's fucking constantly fucking singing it and shit. And it's just making me crazy. And I'm like, you know, that fucking, that dude used to be like a roadie for me. <laughs> you know, like, it's like telling her, like, stop singing that fucking song. You're making me nuts. And she's like, what? <laughs> Uh, like one of those deals, and then uh, 
we go to a fucking show and the black and blue guys are like, they fucking treat us like fucking great. Yeah. Like, remember that beyond, beyond fucking respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like great. And then, uh, Shiv actually pulled me aside and he's like, dude, are you think you're up to fucking coming out and singing your crew with us? Cause we're going to do it. And I was, and I, I just remember looking at the crowd. It's so huge. I was like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just way too many fucking people. Like how big was and the last, like, was how big was the last judge show you played in Florida? How big? A couple hundred people back then. Uh, I don't even think that. Yeah. 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 Now you go into the yeah, fucking Webster Hall. It's like a thousand people. Yeah, it's fucking huge. Yeah. And then all this, you know, and then Siv has this rap before New York crew and shit. Yeah, I remember him talking about it. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Yeah, I was kind of, I was like blown away. And then they play the song and I see the reaction it, it gets and stuff. And yeah. It definitely had my fucking mind working on the way home. And then, uh, I remember like a week or two later, I called Cousin Joe and and asked him if I got judged back together, could we uh, could we play the Black and Blue next year? You called him up and him up and said that? Yeah. Wow. And he was like, yes. <laughs> so Karen had never seen you play any music and now you're going to play at the B&B Bowl. Um, which ended up selling out super fast. You guys added two shows. And I remember hearing somebody say like that it, it, it kind of weirded you out that you had to play after Breakdown because you were like, dude, Breakdown, when you guys were around back then, Breakdown was this band like you respect. You know what I mean? So it was weird when you saw, I heard you when you saw it live, you, you were kind of confused because you didn't know like if you should be playing after Breakdown, right? I complained about a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, like when I said when I said I wanted to play the the, the black and blue, those yeah. guys were stoked. But I didn't think headlining it. Oh, you know, like shit. I never thought about headlining the black and blue. Yeah, I mean, and so there were a lot of bands who were like, you know, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it, to me it might be disrespectful yeah. for to have some of these bands played before me, yeah. you know? And then, um, and then, then with adding the, the next show, they're like, listen, we're going to, we usually do this other show at a, at another place, but because this one sold out so quick, we're just going to do it at Webster hall and we're going to put you on and you're going to headline this one. Dude. And then I looked at that one and it was like, Madball was on it. And I remember Madball. I mean, I remember yeah. Freddie when he was like, I remember Freddie when he was like a little kid. Yeah. And I was like, Madball is still together, and I'm gonna fucking judge is gonna headline over them. That I was like, no, <laughs> it's not. It's just it. It's just a matter of respect. I would never yeah. do that. Yeah. But then, um, you know, fast forward a while, and I I wound up running into uh, Ezek and you know talked to him. I was like, I don't mean any of this to be disrespectful in any way. And he's like, don't think of it like that, dude. This is a great thing for New York. So. Yeah. So when you so now you're back in the mix. Are you kind of like Googling different bands and watching stuff and trying to catch up on what's been going on in the hardcore scene? Because when you saw the GB show, you saw a massive days. You're like, holy shit! Like, you kind of yeah. Well, I figured out. I figured out what pop punk was. <laughs> like, Finally. What the fuck? Finally. Had this happen? Yeah. So, 
it's just it's just weird, man. Like, like some like I I remember the thing that blew me away the most was uh, Bad Religion mm-hmm. because I I I I remember getting like How Could Hell Be Any Worse? Yeah, fucking like when it first came out, yeah. and the first time I heard them was on like this uh, compilation, like rap music, and they had the song Slaves on it, Rodney's and I rapping. fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I love that song Slaves. So when How Can Hell Be Any Worse came out, I bought it, and I fucking loved it so fucking much. And then yeah. Bad Religion comes to New York, and no one gives a shit. Like, damn, like no one, no one went. Yeah, and I was like one of the only people. I was like, and then all of a sudden, I missed this whole chunk of fucking music in the nineties. Totally. And Bad Religion is still around, and they're fucking huge, and they're playing to like college kids. Yeah, and now, now like college guys are fucking digging bad religion (laughs) like i it's trying to fucking wrap my mind around that like where were where were all you motherfuckers like when we needed needed you you know back then you know like it's crazy yeah and just like to see how dixing and how much like videos have to do with everything yeah like it was crazy it was a fucking there's a lot to take in in that small period of time yeah i feel i feel like you were doing like tons of like Looking up history of all the New York hardcore bands and doing your research, because you because we 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 end up started talking. You asked me questions about different things. When did you guys shoot that? When, what happened to that show and this show? Like you were totally catching up on everything. Like you caught through all those years you missed leading up to the show, and like how on that day because fuck, it's the first time Karen and her kids are going to see you play. She's going to see her man play in the band she never even fucking knew about to a couple months before, and then like leading up to that show, like your anxiety, like. Fuck, man, you must have been like a, like a wreck. Were you totally stressed out? Or were, you, were you excited about it? I was like, uh, I was stressed. And, and then um, we had our first rehearsal. Yeah. And uh, and so I show up to that rehearsal and um, it was weird. I fucking walk in there and everybody's there already. Yeah. Because I'm late. So I walk in and we just start fucking talking. Like there was no like, Hey, you know, where you been? What you been doing? This and everything. We just started talking. Like yeah. we were hanging out yesterday. And then we just sat down and started playing songs and, uh, everything, all like the anxieties went away. Shut I think up. I was, yeah, go ahead. I think all the fucking anxieties I was feeling was like, um, about seeing those guys again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, I went from, you know, basically living with them in a fucking van to yeah. not seeing them for years. Totally. And here you go. You walk in the room. It's like it's like a high school reunion kind of thing. It's like kind of like what's everybody been up to? You know what I mean? The vibe. It must have been a, definitely a um, like yeah. A I mean, vibe. It, yeah. It, 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 and then when we started playing, like just to hear that shit was amazing. Because you haven't you, listened, you hadn't listened to any of your music in all those years. You haven't thought about it. You haven't fucking seen any YouTube videos of old judge videos, nothing, right? Completely like this. Nothing. I mean, wow, like once, once I knew that we were going to play again, then I was like, you know, I got to find like these songs so I could hear them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I wound up going on the internet and bootlegging this fucking judge record. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I remember like hearing the storm again and I was like, wow, that's, wow. that's a badass. That sounds pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, man, I remember it just brought back, like, what I loved about the, about being in that band. And, yeah. 
I didn't really think about the bad shit. Yeah. Just how, ended, how yeah. cool I thought that band was. Yeah, so it's like, did you ever expect ever to be playing like another Judge show after all those years? And it's Fuck crazy, no. Man. It's fucking crazy. No. I just remember like being there and like, uh, like wondering like, are people going to like stay for us? You know? So after, after just, Sid did New York crew and you saw the reaction, were you like, what was that like? Seeing somebody play, seeing your friend play your song. You guys. Yeah. I, was, I actually, there was actually a little bit of jealousy there. Like, huh. you know, it made me want to be, be, it made me want to do it. Mm. You know, it definitely, yeah, it definitely made me start thinking in those terms again. But then, like how everything happened, where I was planning on just playing the gig, and we wound up headlining, which was a whole nother pressure. Yeah. And then hoping like people would show up, and then it's selling out. And then I was like, well, maybe it's sold out for like all these other bands, and like, yeah. are people going to stick around for Judge if we're headlining? You know, like I don't want people walking out right before Judge. No, dude, but then seeing GB cover the song and, and Siv pretty much showing like, yo, bro, people still care about your band. Like, people still care about, you know, the song that you guys yeah. did originally and brought yeah. to the scene. And, like, people care. I think it's, it's awesome. You, you got to go that, and he asked you to come and experience that because that got you inspired to, like, actually play again. It's pretty awesome. Um, but then, like, it was, I mean, it was just great to see the GB guys again. Yeah, yeah, old friends. Yeah, man. Fucking so... Karen's gonna see you. Sorry for the first time. You fucking. I remember being at that show. We flew out for that show, and like everything you talked about, you actually, actually, I don't know if you did this back in the day, but you actually broke down what each song's about, and some of the stuff you talked to me early in the podcast say about struggles and um, your cousin and the heroin, all that stuff. You actually started. You were talking about each song, breaking it down what it actually was about, and I thought that was really awesome, man. Like that was. You know what I mean? That took a lot of heart to even do that and open up like that. Cause you, you were breaking those songs down the first night. I remember like, it was awesome. Well, there's just, there's always been like some lyrics that have always been pointed out to me. Like, this is like such a fucking, you know, th you're, you're such a jerk off for saying this. Mm. And especially that one line, um, those drugs are going to kill you if I don't get to you first. Yep. That line has been thrown at me so many fucking times. Like you're a fucking motherfucker. You're a jerk off. You don't you don't give a fuck about anybody. You know, and like that line is specifically was specifically written about my cousin after her daughter was fucking raped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's and, what and, it was and about. And you put and you put that line in that scenario, then it makes complete sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's totally just, it's everything about it makes sense. You know. But people probably people didn't know where that was coming from, you know. Yeah, probably, people oh, just thought like, it was like, like some straight edge, like you know, fuck drugs, I'm gonna kill you. You know, what I mean, they, they took it, they took it yeah. away. Yeah, hundred percent. And you wrote it from a real place of like hurt and anger and pain from growing up and dealing with that. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's really cool. You could break it down. Like, I love the fact that you broke those songs down and took it to that because I think a lot of people are like, holy shit, I've been listening to the song for fucking thirty years. I even know it's about that. You know what I mean? Like. It was yeah. awesome, man, and I, I, and I feel like when you came out, it was so dark. Just the whole vibe, the energy, man, everything about it, man. I just, I'm sure after like the one or two songs, you just felt. Were you nervous the whole time, or you just kind of felt it just came natural? No, I was pretty fucking nervous, dude. <laughs> 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 I was fucking lying. <laughs> so, you know how you know how Webster Hall is when you're upstairs and you're looking out the window and shit. Yeah. And I was like, 
looking out that window and fucking just, I was standing up, like looking out the window and looking at the amount of people that were there. And like, I was like, my knees actually felt like they were getting weak. Like I was like, Holy shit. It's a fucking lot of people. Like, Holy shit. Like there's, there's no room to like fall on your face here. No. And then, uh, I remember fucking, you know, John Bloodclot busting the door. I was like, where's Mike judge? Where's Mike judge? And I see him. I haven't seen him in like, I don't know fucking how long. It's like, like my head was just spinning with all these fucking things. It's it fucking, it's just fucking nuts. And then people came, yeah, then, everybody uh, came out from all around the world to see this shit, dude. And it's like a sold out show. You're like, what the fuck, man? Where have I been? Like, it's crazy. I mean, it must have felt so awesome, like to see that many people care about your band. You know what I mean? After all those years and like people that lived and believed in your lyrics, everything you wrote, everything. I, I can't even imagine, dude. Yeah, I was fucking. I mean, what can I say? I was fucking blown away. Yeah. Well, I'm but, still blown away. Yeah. Like, th- yeah. Shit that people say, like, it's it's fucking humbling, man. Yeah. How much of an impact you and your lyrics and everything have had. So, what about, like, Karen seeing you guys for the first time with her kids? Were they, like, was she bugging out? Was she, like... Yeah, I think she was more like, what the fuck is this? Like, she thought she was into... <laughs> She thought she was into like heavy music, you know, like listening to like uh, whatever, Wimp Biscuit and shit. Yeah. I don't think she had a fucking idea of what like hardcore punk rock was. So, yeah. like when the fucking stage started getting like swarmed and like, dude, she was like, what the fuck is this? Like, is he gonna, is he gonna be all right? Like, I remember she was like fucking crying at one point. They were jumping so on she top of was, you and shit. Like it was this. Yeah, she thought I was. She didn't know that that's actually a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they beating him up? Why are they pigpiling on him? Um, yeah. But just from the opening chord, man, the opening dude, it just the place exploded, man. It was, dude, it was, it was like electric and shit in the room. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, dude. You want to know something truthfully? Yeah. So we go. You know, you go downstairs, right? And you're on. You're on the side of the stage, and you're playing that intro music. Yeah. And, like, the whole time I kept saying, like, okay, this band's on. I got this much time. This band's on. I got this much time. Yeah. Now we're next. So now I'm like, all right, we're still, I still have this much time. So now I'm downstairs, I'm, and I'm still going. I, I got this much. The intro just started playing. I got this much time. And then I'm even, like, the first chords of the fucking song, I got to wait, like, two whole measures before I even have to do anything. I got this much time. Wow. Because... I'm like sitting, standing off the side in the dark and I'm honestly fucking fighting with myself. Like, you know, you have no choice but to go out there now. There's no yeah, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You yeah. gotta go do it now. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that was like a, such a weird fucking like struggle with myself because I've always been, I've always been like an introvert. I've always been I never wanted to be the focus of anything. I always wanted to fucking blend in, hide. Yeah. I never wanted to be the focus. And that was all you that but, night. But I also had I also had like a need to uh to say how I felt. So it's was, it was like it's weird, you know? Like yeah. I'm not I'm not the guy who should be a front man, you know? I would never be a front man. But, <laughs> but <you> I just <laughs> I had an overwhelming need to fucking you know, shoot my mouth off. Mm-hmm. So, 
and look about and look look at the impact and how 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 powerful the impact was and finally having your say and leaving you through today and going to make those records and speak all your truths from growing up and everything getting it all out and then 30 years later fucking that many people from around the whole planet fly in to see you play uh, it's, it's so yeah it's it's amazing man and fucking and hardcore and so so at that point your perspective on hardcore what was it after that you're like holy shit this stuff's still going on strong and there's all these bands that are like make a living off it and travel the world still like was that was that hard to grasp too yeah, I mean, I started fucking learning what everyone was up to and shit. Yeah, so yeah, doing research. I started learning what everybody was doing in the 90s and shit. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, uh, I was speechless, you know? Yeah. I, like, I can't believe it. You yeah. Know? The, learning, learning about Shelter and Civ and all that shit. So and I was like, wow, I can't believe it. I missed it all. It's crazy, man. It's, 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 to me, I think it's so cool that you're off the grid and you're able to live a life like that and not just be totally from one thing to another. And just part of, I think that's amazing, man. I, I just, I think more people should turn off their lives in this day and age and just off the grid for a while. But I think that's, I mean, and then, and then to come back and be, be embraced with so much love and respect from the scene, you know what I mean? That you thought when it was over for you that like it got so violent and it got crazy. And it might have been, you thought could have, at that point, you're probably like, fuck, this shit ain't going really going anywhere. The scene's getting violent. It's crazy. You didn't see, you didn't see like it could actually change. You just, you just like, you were like, I'm out. And you come back and it's just like this beautiful thing that's still happening. And fuck, man. No doubt. Um, all right. So yeah, we talked about a lot. It's like, shit, we've been talking almost two hours. It's amazing. A couple more things I want to talk about. It's just um, two things. Uh, one thing is my, one of my favorite tattoos I have is by you and it's an Adele tattoo. And me and you bond. And me and you bond over pop music. Like Mike Judge isn't supposed to let people know, but I'm blowing up right now. He likes other musics besides, like hardcore and rock and roll and stuff. This guy likes some poppy shit too. Not pop punk, but we like the like the emo shit. Um, oh yeah. And then, um, do you have any? Do you have any? What, what would be something that Mike Judge listens to that people would not expect? Uh, I mean, I listen to everything as long as there's as long as the words are good. Yeah. Well, I've always, I've always cared more about the words than anything else. Yeah. So if the words are good, I'll listen to it. But I definitely like, uh, I like shit that's on the, on the moodier side. You know. Yeah. Like, I you know, I did rip. You know, like a lot of judge songs. There's judge songs that are based off of like Sabbath riffs. Yeah. And shit, but there's also judge songs that are based off of like New Order riffs, you know? Like, wow. So that's interesting. I, mean, I never even thought about that. That's crazy. You would never think that, you know? Yeah, I, like I said, if this guy, if as long as the words are good, I'll listen to it. You like Sade too, right? I wouldn't go that far, brother. Do you fuck with Cole? You fuck with Coldplay or you too? Dude, I cannot deal with Coldplay or you two. <laughs> Sorry. I love you. <laughs> I oh, want to bond shit. with you, brother, but the Coldplay thing, I just can't do it. I hear you. What would be your Coldplay, like something like obscure like that? Like a, you could name name a band that like, you're like, I fuck with this and it's not what I typically think I listen to. How about, uh, how about Lucero? Oh, Lucero? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that band. Yeah, awesome. You don't fuck with Oasis? Yeah, I love like Oasis? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's one. 
And then, um, what would be? Do you listen to hip hop or no? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking. In, I think you know this by now. I'm infatuated with fucking diss tracks, dude. <laughs> you love I just think it's the. I just think it's the funniest fucking thing, dude. Oh, that's right. Dude, I got the best text from Mike Judge this year. Last year, was asking me about the Eminem disc with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I was so fucking psyched. Yeah, you're you're totally intrigued by like all the disc raps. I love that shit, man. There's so many. Yeah, I just think it's so. I think it's like, it's kind of cool, man. Instead of like showing up and just throwing down, you just talk shit about somebody. Yeah, it's like we used to break dance and battle each other. But yeah, now it's on wax. Yeah, this, dude. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna send you a bunch of like there's some crazy there's so many Eminem versus so many people man but this and Fifty Cent versus all these people but yeah those are and then we talk about the little pumps and all that sometimes we we talked about all that all the other new little shit that my son listens to you, I think you, dude that, I, I love this guy I love this guy uh, on YouTube his name is Tom McDonald okay and I, he's just fucking funny as hell and his diss tracks are fucking great. He's a rapper. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna look him up. I feel, I feel I feel like you went from being completely off the grid to completely on the grid. Like you're in social media. You you listen to every type of music now. Like you know about the young hip hop. You know about all the hardcore bands. I feel like you you just came back and just absorbed all of it. Yeah, I tried. I tried to be a part of everything, but social media makes me crazy because there's just so many cowards find a place to hide there. Oh, hundred percent on that. Like, but I'm just, I'm trying to saying like you went, you're off, you're off the grid. Now you're like, you actually know what's going on in this different types of music and you're fucking, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah, talking, yeah. you're talking to me about machine gun Kelly and Eminem. Um, I'm sure you heard Eminem while you're off the grid though. You had to have heard that name at least shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I heard shit. It's not like I didn't. Yeah. You know, run away from music. scene was different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, it's not like I didn't run away from music. I, I did listen to music, just mostly radio. I didn't search it out anymore. Yeah, I didn't. And you know, being in a bike club, I spent a lot of time in, you know, bars and shit. Yeah. So I'd always hear like music there, live bands there. Was it weird? Was it weird? Was it weird being uh, in a bike, in a bike club, and not being like a party dude? It, it was kind of it kind of sucked, man, because you 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 became like the uh, the fall guy. Mm. Like we'd all be fucking, we'd all be running, riding, and if the cops like would pull us over, I would have to be the guy who would pull over. Everybody else would go. Yeah, you know, because I'm the, the guy who's fucking. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, but it was also oh. cool. Like at the end of the night, when everybody's loaded, I'm the straight guy who can fucking. Not get his head handed to him because I'm not fucking stumbling over myself. Mm, like that. Um, okay, two more questions. Do you have any regrets in your life? I'm sure you do. We all have, but like one that maybe sticks yeah. out. Yeah. Or... Uh, it's a hard one, right? Yeah, I have a few. I have one that I just I just want to talk about. And okay. Then... I mean, I do have a regret that um, that I turned my back on my friends like I did, and that I didn't didn't find a way to mentally get through that. Like I've always, I've always thought that I was like mentally strong. Like yeah. I know, I know, um, I know, 
I've been to plenty of fucking psychiatrists and shit and therapy where, oh, wow. okay. because, because I've had to like court ordered shit and stuff gotcha. and always, it always was like, okay, well this, that, and the other thing, and then a prescription. And I always, you know, I, I would always be like, I'd always turn my back on the fucking pills because mm. I'd be like, I don't want to fucking chemically change what's going on. I just want to fix what's going on yeah. or at least understand what's going on and then learn a way to live with it. Yeah. I don't want to fucking dull it or, or dull myself. Yeah. I don't want to fucking, you know, so I'd always turn my back on the pills and I always thought, you know, if I can, if I could, if I can turn my back on the pills when I'm depressed, how come I couldn't fucking figure out a way to stand with my brothers when that shit happened? Mm. You know, it was just, I I think, I think I took too much of the, I took too much of the fault on my shoulders, you know, because I was the guy who wrote the words. I was the fucking guy who acted the way he acted in in the beginning. Yeah, I think you were definitely, you were too hard on yourself back then, I feel, personally, just hearing your story now, and that it wasn't, you took every, all the blame you felt was on your, everything was on you, you know? But but reality is like, when you're in a band, you're a unit, you know? Nobody's going to be in a band if they don't agree with the lyrics of singer singing. You guys are all on the same page, you're a team, you know, you're a family, so it's like, I, I wouldn't take all the brunt of all that on yourself, because um, you just didn't do make all the music, you guys did it together, you know what I mean? Like... I know what you're saying though, and that and that probably was held heavy on your heart for all those years. But like, yeah. But in reality, when you come back, no nobody cared about any of that shit. When you stepped in the room and practiced and played those songs, and all that shit was forgotten. And people love and care about you and your message and your band and everything you're, you're about. And it connected with a lot of people and changed a lot of people's lives. And a lot of people have those those judge hammers tattooed on them. And you had a, a massive impact yeah. on people, Mike. And it's like it's hard when you get inside your head, and it's like. Or you're by yourself thinking about shit like that, and you realize like, did it have an impact? Did, was it was it good? Was it bad? Did it do anything? But I, I feel like now, you probably know even more, coming out after all those years and playing those shows and still playing shows now with Judge that people were fucking, you did a really positive thing. You turned all that shit around to positive, dude. Like everything you wrote about and you inspired so many people. And um, it's hard to take um, compliments like I'm giving you now, and it's also hard not to be so. Uh, critical about yourself too a lot of times but um so yeah i mean i feel like i feel like you're a good human dude you've been through a lot of shit and you vented through music and that's helped a lot of people whether it was a negative thing for you or angry getting all that message out when it came through and siffled out to humans it was a positive thing you know i don't know that's just my opinion thank you brother (laughs) so (laughs) i appreciate it I appreciate it, brother. 100%. Would you consider yourself optimistic or pessimistic? Uh, pessimistic, no doubt. Okay, right. Respect. Awesome. Um, so, but I, I, you're a pessimist, so that, that's your everyday yeah. life? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. I'm always waiting for the walls to cave in. Wow. Yeah, dude. But, 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 I get positive vibes from you when we hang out, and I get positive vibes when we talk. Yeah, because yeah, because of, because you, <laughs> <laughs> because of you, brother. You know, that's why I fucking thank you. Karen sit, sits here every fucking night going, "Why don't you just call Toby?" <laughs> yeah, like 
we should move. We should move to the West Coast. Why? So you could be close to Toby. Oh my god! You need Toby in your life because <laughs> I don't have, dude. I honestly, this place, I love it, but this place is, this place is like my dungeon. You know, this is my hell. Mm. Like, there's, mm. I, there's all my all my friends are gone. You know, most of them are on the West Coast now. Yeah, and the other ones are like moved out of the city and shit and they're up north and I get like the good times I have is when like I think about like hanging out with guys like you or like my old friends and shit so yeah so the positive vibes the positive vibes (laughs) you're catching off me are just the ones I'm getting off you brother (laughs) thank you Moon said you texted the other day and you said that you said something like, you're living negative approach lyrics and I'm living seven seconds lyrics. Yeah. Something you're, like that. You're like a fucking, you're a seven seconds record <laughs> and I'm a walking negative approach record. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I love you and I wish I knew you, I met you earlier, but I'm glad we became friends when you guys came back and we got, we became fr- really close friends um, when you came back off the, out of the grid, you know, and, um, and I think it became, I became even more of a Judge fan since you guys came back and knowing you as the person and becoming friends with you. And, you know, I got your band tattooed on me. You got H2O tattooed and you became, we came really, really close. And I love that. I, I love that because of Siv inviting you out to that B&B Bowl, you know, you came out and you got to see everybody again. And because of that, I got to become your friend. So I, I appreciate that. And um, everything you've done with music and just as a human, you know what I mean? Like, um, Cause otherwise, who knows if we would ever saw you again? You know, it's fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I guess that's yeah, it. we covered I, a lot I, of Shiv, I, thank, I gotta thank Siv for all this too, man. He's a big part of. Uh, he's always been a big part of my life, even yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, he's always been a good friend, and Siv's the man. Word. Well, on that note, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate you talking about all these stories. I'm, I know you told them before. But I appreciate we've been trying to do this for months, get you on the phone and um I appreciate you being open with me and talking about that stuff and I consider you a close friend, love you a lot, and I do wish you lived out here. And um I appreciate your time, Mike Judge, the original. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, brother. I love you too, man. I'll speak to you soon, brother. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, brother. Okay, bye. Right now. Check, check. All right, so Mike, so I got you back on the phone today because I wanted to ask you what would be your top, your top favorite bands, like most in, in, influential bands. I know you mentioned yesterday about the bands that inspire you, but also, you know, you love Descendants. You like more melodic shit too, like we talked about yesterday. You like, you like Seven Seconds and Descendants. Uh, I think you might like H2O a little bit, but you like more melody stuff too. Um, were you always into the melodic shit that came on that came later? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got into the Descendants kind of early and stuff. I just, I was more attracted to the words, you know, so. Yeah. So as long as the words meant something to me, I, I could dig it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I'll, I like everything as long as the words are there. Yeah. Would you have like a top five most influential bands? To me, influential? Like, fuck. Number one would probably be SSD. Yeah. Like, that Get It Away record was everything. Changed my whole world. Yeah. Uh, Youth of Today, of course, changed my life. Yeah. Um, 
outside of like that type of you know Neil Young, damn just lyrically, yeah. Towns uh, Van Zant is like my favorite, and uh, damn, there's just so many, man. What about is AF in there? Definitely. Yeah, AF's in my AF, shit too. AF was like AF took us on like when I was in Desperate for Dishonor, AF like took us under their wing, made us like their sister band, you know? And yeah. like we opened up all their gigs and, uh, you know, I wouldn't even be a part of that scene if it wasn't for Roger and AF taking care of me. Yeah. Because I was just a young, stupid kid, had no idea of how dangerous the situation I was. And, uh, it was Roger teaching me, yeah. Vinny teaching me how, yeah. what to do, what not to do. And then, and then, and what do you think of hardcore now? Like as a as a grown man who was there in the early days, and then wasn't there for a while, and then came back. Like, are you surprised it's still going strong? Are you like, what do you like? I don't know. Like when you came, obviously when you came back to it, you know, I'm sure the dancing has changed. Everything when you first came back out of out of out of that time when you played the shows, like, um, it's pretty crazy how long hardcore has been going on for, though. You know. Yeah, like no, I remember. I remember the first time I seen like the dancing on the dance floor. I was, I was like, is that like a, an actual fight or is that like fucking dancing? I don't yeah. get it. But uh, so that that was like surprising. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not surprised that the music has gone on because you know there's always gonna be some kid who's got to scream his head off about something. Yeah, and uh, hopefully those type of kids will start bands and. That's how it keeps going. Yeah, but uh, but just seeing like your friends still playing music and still touring—that must be like crazy. And then you guys too. Now you guys play. Now you guys are touring again after like twenty years. You know. Yeah, I mean, I got out of it right when bands were starting to go to Europe. So, so like, uh, there was like talks of Judge going to Europe right when I. Yeah. What's that? And I'll get him listening. Go ahead. Like, uh, there was talks of Judge going to Europe right when we broke up. So all that shit was just starting to happen. So I, yeah. I knew, I didn't know it, it was going to go on the way it has gone on, but I knew it was going to go a lot farther. Yeah. But then, like, if, now, like, coming back and you guys going to, like, places that you never had been before, yeah, you didn't get a chance to go, like, going to Europe for the first time, going to South America, you guys just did Southeast Asia and all that shit, and, like, that must be crazy, you know? First got to go there, yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I kind of got a glimpse of that just from the the B and B that we did. The, the the amount of people who like flew in, yeah, and uh, I got to, I got to meet and talk to, yeah, and just find out that there's so many people in so many different parts of the world that were just couldn't wait to see Judge again, and yeah, you know, you definitely take a step back and go, you know, what the fuck, you know, I'm just just like a, I always felt like. I probably didn't deserve everything that judge gave me. Mm. Until you came back and then, and then actually. Well, felt yeah, it. I mean, people, people prove themselves to me all the time. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So fuck man. So here we are now, like and we're grown ass men and we still have the same beliefs and we, and the same shit we grew up on the, the same values and you withheld those values you know, even when you're a biker, even you're off the grid, and um, and now like 
shit, we're really, we're really getting old. And all of us are all connected again through the internet, through everything else, and we're all like still playing music. It's, um, I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing how powerful the music that we both have made that was never really, it was never mainstream on the radio or television and stuff like that. But somehow it's uh it's made its way through generations and it still allows us to play shows and people care about what we still have to say. You know what I'm saying? Like as grown men too, um, the impact of hardcore music, regardless of like the whole pop punk thing we talked about yesterday is like you were hearing about how pop punk was getting big and it was like this mainstream shit. It's still like, in pe then people thought hardcore got like bigger, but in reality is, is that we're still part of a very underground scene um, in many, many ways. Even though like, you know, obviously we play bigger shows and festivals and we play with diverse bands, but like, where we come from, the music that we're part of is like, it's still very underground and still very um, weird to people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just telling people kind of yeah. music you play and you're on airplanes. I'm going to play a show in Europe. Oh, I'm in a band called H2O. What kind of music is it? Oh, it's like hardcore punk. And they're like, what is that? Like, people really don't know what kind of music we play. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just that word, yeah, I guess. I, I totally get it. I mean, I'm trying. I try to wrap my head head around everything now. I know, like the rest of the guys in in the band, they you know they went on played in different bands, played all these fucking places, big festivals and yeah. shit. So they like fit right in there. The yeah. first time they brought me to like a festival, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, like <laughs> fucking like a fucking humongous stage, big yeah. fucking barrier. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, and I just felt fucking so out of place it was yeah. like I, it was like i don't know there's something about a fucking dark dingy club and the, how personal it gets totally. and that is always when that's always when i feel like judge is at its best is when you're like a foot away from the person and yeah. he, and you can hear him yelling back at you and it's I'll take that over these big fests any any day. Yeah, it is weird. Like the other day, we played the Warp Tour, and I went into the crowd because the barricade was too far away. I just just getting that energy, you lose the energy and the connection with the people. Even if they're singing your words and going off and dancing, they're so far away. It's just I don't know. I just feel like the music that we play is not that's not the atmosphere it's built for. That's not what it's really about. You know what I mean? It's like just feeling somebody yeah. breathing on you and sweating on you and jumping on you and all that shit. Describing that right now it sounds pretty gross to people that don't know really what that experience is and getting jumped on and tackled. Like all that shit seems so crazy and wild, but like um when you're actually in it and like you feel that um connection, it's yeah, it's amazing, man. It's, there's nothing like it in the world, you know what I mean? Like that's my natural high, I guess, you know. Yeah, there's nothing like that at all, you know. And uh I also love that I can still do bills with, you know, my friends bands like gorilla biscuits and yep. stuff there's nothing better than you know sharing a bill with it just reminds me of those old days when both bands would be in a van together and just you know just fucking just travel out to the middle of nowhere and play music 100 percent. what okay this, this is probably the last one but what, what is like the what is what was some of the more current bands you get into now in hardcore like what are some of the bands you found that you that you really love that you found later on like when he started coming back around again like oh shit this band has been like well i mean uh there I, 
they kind of range all over the place. Some of them are broken up, but yeah. I mean, they're kind of like new to me. I really love that band Carry On. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Rise Against and, uh, yeah. you know, Wisdom and Chains. I love, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of great music. Yeah. Stuff you found. If, in I, had to pick, if I had to pick, pick one and be like, Wisdom and Chains constantly blow me away. Yeah, they're a great band, dude. Excellent band. Great dudes too. Great melodies, everything. Like hardworking band too, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love them too. Um, there's a lot, a lot of bands like um, that came out where we like Trapped Under Ice. I like Turnstile, um, Angel Dust, uh, Backtrack. There's so many young bands. That, yeah, yeah, Angel Dust is fucking good too, man. Yeah, and uh, Trapped Under Ice is really good. Yeah. Just like good kids who like love core and love the history of it, and know the history of it, respect it. You know what I mean? Like I love that. Um, the hard, that kind of like hardcore historians, and they know that they know the roots of it all and respect it and have their own style. I, I love I love that. You know, and and they work hard too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, cool hands. I mean, too. I play I play bills with I play bills on bills with like different bands that I yeah. didn't really know at the time. I remember like I remember like having to, you know, follow that band Terror. Yep, and being like, "Fuck, I don't want to go on after that fucking band." <laughs> you know, it's fucking, <laughs> so fucking, yeah, it's so fucking heavy, man. It really but, is. Uh, that happens a lot, dude. I mean, I don't think, I don't think uh, I do anything special. I think, I, I just think I fucking wrote some words that I really felt, and that's why I can still do them today because I still really feel everything I wrote down is yeah. still true to me for sure. And what you said about Terra is interesting because back then, like, Judge was the hardest shit. You know what I mean? Like, at that time, like, and then it's crazy. Then, like, there's so other bands came after it that were, like, even, like, harder. Like, it's, like, from when I first heard, like, the Judge, I was like, damn, this is really fucking hard. And then, like, then there's so many bands that Madball, Hapri, like you said, Terra, there's so many bands that got more, like, it's crazy, man. There's so many bands since since Judge, you know what I mean? Like, you inspired too, for sure. Um, Killing Time, this is all those bands, dude. Fuck. Yeah, Did you say you have a question, deal. babe? You have to talk in the mic, though. You have to come over here. Moon's gonna ask a question to Mike here. She is good. I don't know. Hello, Mike. If you covered, and I can't hear anything either, so I'm just gonna say, I don't know if you covered how you met Karen. I love that story, Ooh. and that because you're Mike Judge. Hold on, put my ears on. Yeah. Because you're Mike Judge and you disappeared and went into the woods, it was like finding <laughs> Bigfoot. Like, where'd he go? What's he look like? I heard he's a biker. I heard he this. All the crazy stories. And then when you came out of the woods at that show, one of my questions is, how did you feel? Like, what the hell? Like, did you think, oh, it's gone. It's, you know, things have changed, whatever. And then seeing thousands of people going nuts. What was your feeling then? And then also, it's not even really a question. It's because just seeing you as like a big teddy bear and saying like, oh, I'm in love. I'm like, no, this guy kills people. He stomps people's heads off. And then you're like, I saw this girl at a bar. And it was so romantic. I just thought that was awesome to see two different sides of what one I thought you were A yeah. and then what I thought you were as B. 
<laughs> so, I don't know if that's a question or not, but I just oh, had to say that. Like, like me carrying, me carrying and stuff? Yeah. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, say it again? Yeah, so I don't What's even know. Oh, it's kind of like a rhetorical question. Well, you answered the question yesterday about going to the show the first time, Karen watching. That's all covered. But meeting Karen, is, that story wasn't in there. But and also there. watching Karen with you makes me happy because a lot of girls sign up for boyfriend and band. They go after it. They they try hard as they can. They do all these tricks. And then day one after it's like, yeah, we're together, they try rewinding. Like, why do you got to go on tour? Why do you got to do all that stuff? And seeing you bring her and being able to join and like enjoy everything with you is awesome because she signed up for the guy in the woods. Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm in a band, and that probably was like. I think, I think uh, part of it is I believe Karen is a lot like me, where the way we came up, we're kind of like knock around guys, you know, not like we were just meant to get by. So she, I never, I wasn't even, I didn't even care that I was in a band when I met her. So it wasn't even something I talked about. So when we met, you know, eventually get married, all that shit, never brought up I was in a band. It just never came up. And uh, so then year, when years go by and now Judge gets back together, in all honesty, the one of the big reasons that I did this and, you know, it went further than just the B&B thing was all of a sudden... I have the opportunity to take her to see places that I could never take her. Otherwise. Yeah. And that's why, you know, those first, those first trips to Europe and stuff were fucking incredible because she was with me and we were seeing things that we would never, we would never have seen if I wasn't in this position. And, uh, so as time went on, we wound up, you know, rescuing a dog so now she can't come with me because someone has to that the dog knows has to be with him and it bums me out because now i get to go to places and they're like well how was it and i was like i don't even want to experience these places because i don't want to come home and tell her how cool it was you know i want her to see it for herself and it's a drag now for me to do all this traveling that's the teddy bear side that i see which is awesome (laughs) Like you want to spend time with her and take her, and that's so awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see cool things if I can't see it with her. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I don't want to come home. I don't want to come home and explain how, how cool great something looks, or take a fucking picture and you know text it to her. It fuck that makes me fucking that bums me out. I want her to see it. I want her to experience it. I want her to be come home and tell her friends this is where I was and this is what we did. You know, you can come I'm home just and be like, lucky. oh, it was terrible, Karen, I swear. <laughs> I do, I do. I sit in, a lot of times I just sit in the fucking hotel room and I fucking, just, I just don't want to experience it unless I'm experiencing with her. You gotta get a dog sitter. We're having that right <laughs> now. We gotta figure out what to do with Stella. Stella, Stella is a dream. My dog is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is just, 
can't, he just, he is abused and he just doesn't trust people. So he trusts me and Karen and we're the only ones who can be around. Them. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I love him. So I would never, I would never let him down. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad that you answered that. And now people can know that you're actually a big fluffy teddy bear and a love ball. And it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna put you. I on think. With... I think. Yeah, go ahead. I think people who I think people who grew up with me knew me knew. You know, they've always known that the fucking just rumors got crazy about me. I mean, and it's. I mean, it's just crazy just because no one could do any fact checking back then. Yeah, no one could Google you. Yeah. Which so, section of the woods you were really in back then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, yeah, he just said like you can't fact check back then. Wow. And even crazier, we talked about it, Mike, how I probably served you albeit water at the limelight. Like how would yeah. I would have ever right. known to like look yeah. for you, you know? Wow. Yeah. I, I used to Yeah, I used to have to go there when I was in the bike club I used to have to go there because uh uh, you know, red and white used to have an upstairs room where they would, you know, talk. We would talk and, uh, you know. The crazy thing is that when I worked that room, like I, someone could buy 15 bottles of champagne at $90 a pop. And while they were waiting for that, I couldn't give them a drink for free. But <laughs> when when that club came in, anything went give yeah. them whatever they want anytime yeah. no matter what yeah like, crazy times i knew i was gonna get good tips up there no doubt <laughs> <laughs> all right well, i'm gonna put toby back on awesome. and i will talk to you soon okay bye that was moon's part of the podcast ladies and gentlemen um all right awesome i think we covered everything mike this is awesome man i'm gonna uh so Moon got the softer side um, conversation from Mike just now. <laughs> the, lo- the love side. Oh, yeah. Okay, final. Mike, what would be one of your favorite movies of all time? Favorite movies of all time? Uh, just because, you know, I miss my father and all. Probably mm. the Godfathers. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, my, father was an, my father's like an old school Sicilian, so. Oh, wow. My, fa- my father was like, Full Sicilian. My mother was like full Irish. So that's like, amazing. That's why. That's why I'm such like a fucking time bomb. <laughs> that's a crazy mix. It's a cocktail explosion. That's crazy, Mike. I didn't know that. that's awesome. Yeah. I will right, well, fuck, man. This has been a great conversation. We, we talked about everything. We covered so many things. I appreciate your time, your friendship, all that. I think people will enjoy this conversation. Um. Yeah, man, Mike. Thank you so much again, and. uh I'll call you. I'll call you in real life once we hang up and we we'll catch up. And I gotta go to Europe yeah, tomorrow. Up, but I appreciate your time, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for letting me be a part, dude. Of course, man. And I'll speak to you soon. All right, cool. All right, peace, Mike. Bye. Easy. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.